Grand Rising, everyone. Natalie coming to you live. Spirit and copy. Got me copy here. Mm-hmm. Yummo. A little bit actually really late compared to normal. Um, just didn't feel good today. Just happens, right? <laughs> I was trying to get out of bed, um, and I just could not get out of bed. I just felt like I got hit by a train. Why? I have no clue. I don't drink. Well, I do. Say I have Hashimoto's and my antibodies are too high. Probably my body's under a lot of stress. Um, and the Hashimoto's, then it gets flare-ups and all that good stuff. So um, that's what I felt today because I eat pretty. I eat actually really clean. So no food, whatever else. Okay, so we were talking um, or reading from the Emerald Tablet, Alchemy for Personal Transformation. Had a really good discussion yesterday. Had a lot of individuals who are in different parts of the world that are facing some pretty critical times right now and trying to figure out how do they maneuver through this time, this storyline, this distortion, this weird um, thing that they see coming up in the world right now because people are being faced with some um, pretty uncomfortable choices. I'll just put it that way. And the uncomfortable choices that they're having to face they're not sure what direction to go. Um, here's the deal. We kind of talk about, we talk about, the, you know, the end of the world, the the apocalypse, you know, I think all that stuff is sort of, you know, been written or prophesized and we can go and we can look at clues from what was kind of put in scripture or what they said the storyline was going to play out like. Well, you know, people think, well, now it's the end of times. It's, it's the end of, you know, some era. Now, not the end of the world entirely. I don't think the planet is going to completely get destroyed. It could if we decided to go to, let's say, some nuclear warfare and crazy whatever. If, you know, the ego gets so big and flared up by these individuals that they decide they're going to just um, dictate the fate of everybody because they feel like they need to or they feel like they have the power to, which is just weird and convoluted. I can't understand human consciousness sometimes in the way people play this this game. It's, it's just weird um, and distorted. So we do see that we're in this really weird space. Good morning, um, Ashfuck. I don't know if you're... Um, yes, it is weird. I don't know where you're at. Hey, GP man. So... You know, we're looking at the storyline and it's kind of like um, it could end up in some weird distortion of people making choices about our life. And some people are coming to that fear of what do I do now? You know, here's the deal. This story has been told. It's been prophesized right now. We didn't know it was going to play out looking like this. We had no clue. We didn't know how things were going to play out. Um, we have all of these people, um, maybe a tiny percentage of the population, trying to make uh, decisions for the entire population. Um, but here's what I can say, and I was talking to my friend yesterday, you can't account for everybody on the planet. Not everybody's going to behave and act the way according to their formulas because we're not robots, right? We have imagination. And I was talking about this the other day. It's going to take imagination for us to shift the storyline in a different direction. There's a mythology, right? 
that the mythology talks about um, how the goddess or the god. Hi, Natalie, did you get Telegram? I did, and I saw you on Telegram. So I do have a Telegram for those who are interested in connecting and trying to figure it out. Um, I think uh, with the the group that we're creating, um, I was trying to figure out how we can support each other and make it meaningful. I don't like meeting for just to talk. I like to be um, an action oriented person. So I'm trying to figure out, and perhaps that comes from the group and grows out of the group. How do we um, support each other uh, so that we can actually, why? So we can start moving in a direction that makes sense rather than just talk. Um, so I was trying to think about how I wanted to structure it or set it up. And that's kind of what was going through my mind yesterday. Plus on top of that, my life is changing as well. So I'm starting to get faced with some challenges and trying to figure out where I get to maneuver as well. So this impacts everybody, right? It's not just a few. Everybody in the entire world is going to be impacted by what is happening, and they are. And that's why we see different nations rising, coming together to, co to commune, to say, wait, something's not right. What, what's going on? You know, nothing, I'll just put it this way, anything that's good for us should not be forced on us. It should not be forced. People have a choice, right? We have a choice and that's that. And a story. Not, I wouldn't get into the dialogues of who's right, who's wrong, what's right. The reality is we have a choice and that should never be taken away from anyone, period. End of story. Choice in the way that they do things. And now sometimes people make choices that are really off the rockers and that's their choice. But there is a consequence that comes with those choices. And those choices ripple. Okay. So I would love if you guys are um, uh, wanting to start understanding what we're going to do with the group, please uh, come up with some ideas. And that way, when we get on there, we can see how we want to structure the meetings and all that kind of stuff. Um, so so that we're actually getting some something out of it, right? It's that we're able to support each other through then maybe the next phase of what's to come or what we're to do. Um, because there's a big transformation happening, right? We can say that the world is transforming and the more and more um, that I, that you open up your, your perspective or you become the beacon of light or you're the one who's kind of awakened seeing that things in the storyline is not really adding up, people are going to come to you. And here's the deal for me. You know, people will come and ask me my opinion, my questions, all that. I literally, if here's the deal, if I had a a safe haven for individuals, I would invite all those who feel that they're being forced into something to come to that new world, right? There is, we can create a new world and that's what I've been talking about, but it's going to take us, right? We're, we can't wait for somebody to come fix it. We are the ones who get to fix it. We are the ones who get to think about how to reshape and reclaim our birthright, we, we can't expect that somebody's going to come stick up for us. No, we get to stick up for us. We get to hold our staff. We get to be the Moses in the story. You guys have the power to do that. You guys do, and you have a choice. Is it comfortable? No. Either choice might be uncomfortable. Either way you go is going to be uncomfortable. 
But transformation cannot happen in, in spiritual alchemy. It cannot happen unless we go through those trying times and that pressure. So the pressure is being applied and it's so uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable that some people can't handle it. And so what do they do? They, they just surrender and they say, whatever, just I'll do whatever you say. Some people stand firm. But either way, they're not right, wrong, good, or bad. It's their journey. It's their story. We've got to let people choose the way they're going to choose. You have the power within you to choose what you want to choose. I can't sit here and tell people what to choose. And anybody who's telling you what to choose is they don't realize that they're using manipulation to bend you to their reality. You have the ability to create your reality. Now, is it going to be distorted and hard? Possibly. Because some people could say, look, I am not. I mean, we're getting to the place where the world is. It, I mean, some people don't want to do this thing. They don't want to submit to this agenda, right? That's happening. That might mean walking away and just leaving in the woods. But who knows how to live out on the land like that anymore, right? So they're banking on it. They're counting on it. They're like, what are they going to do? Well, but it's a choice, right? And and we talked about Moses uh, roaming through the land of uh, 40 days and 40 nights and in the desert. And what happened? They were lost. People died. People suffered before they actually found the promised land. So not in, it's not an easy choice, you know, and it's not like we haven't been here before. We have. It, it, it looks distorted. It's weird because the, our technology has made it such a weird, weird, weird thing, right? We're seeing some, I don't know, some pretty weird, interesting things. Hey, Shadow, how are you? Um, it says, I don't think the end of the world, but maybe the ending of cl uh, closed-mindedness. Um, the more I pick up from people, the more I see what they want awakening and it's a privilege to see that it unfold yes absolutely um christina it's not the end of the world it's the end of time so here's a theory that I'll, I'll tell you it's the end of times the end of times meaning what is time how how what is time and how do we utilize time i've been um teaching classes on time so people understand what time is and when we understand this conundrum now we can understand how to work with time because time right now it almost seems like time it's the key right now because we experience time in this world and it's like look at all the stories that are circulating about time people are asking is there time travelers we think there's time there's all these conspiracies about it even right the baron trump and all these things that are floating around about time um cern right when they when they did the particle accelerators and they smashed the particles people thought well what's going to happen with time we don't really know we could have ended up in some kind of weird wormhole vortex we don't know how do we know we don't know what we don't know there's so much that we don't know and you know there's all these theories right we were talking about the mandala effect last night you know my friend she loves to talk about all these different um theories and stuff so do we really truly know not necessarily but what we can do is know our truth know what we're experiencing know who we are that's what's going to be critical and important for you who are you 
this is a spiritual battle, spiritual warfare, right? We could say, oh, um, spirits are being called and taken. Um, vessels are being used. Maybe uh, spirits are being extra extracted from the body and new energies being put inside the body to to work this vessel for this planet. You, I mean, you don't know. Aliens could be, you know, and it, it goes as far as we just don't know what we don't know. Okay. People will say, well, there's aliens here, right? So there's all of this ideas floating around and people are trying to figure out, well, what the hell does that mean for me? How does that apply to my life right now, what I'm doing and how I'm preparing myself for what I'm seeing in the world? To prepare yourself is to understand who you are, understand the energy that exists within you and how that maneuvers through the world. How do I utilize the energy within me to move through the world? Because they're interconnected. And that is the big piece that they took away from most people. And we talked about it yesterday. The imaginal space has been taken away. Why? Because if they can take that away and they can leave things very watered down and cookie cutter, then they can almost make us robots. But it's still not possible because we have choice. There's no way we're ever going to be a, a robot. They, 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 they'll have to just create robots, and they are, so that they can program and control. They try to program us. They spend their entire, they, do you know how much marketing goes into programming us? How much money, how many resources go into programming us into what they want us to be? By they, I would say the one percenters, you know, the top. They put so much effort into programming us. It's called programs. They put programs on TV for a purpose. It's called programming to program us. And we buy into the program, but then they can't fully program us, right? Because everybody has a unique personality. Everybody has a unique, um, I would say, archetypal DNA. Everybody is unique in their own kind of way, in the way that they experience the world. And we recognize that we have a choice. Well, some people feel like they don't, right? Some people, they do have a choice. Now, the choices may not be what they want. That happens too. You have a choice, but neither sounds really good. But there's all these choices, right? And we have that. And we need to remember that we have choice. It may not be comfortable. Good morning, the Lion Survivor. And I don't know where... Um, Everybody is from around the world. Um, I know that there are people from many walks of life in different places. Um, but when we look at this and we see um, time as being the biggest piece to the puzzle here, understanding time, um, you know, time is what we have to work with within the world. Good morning, Benita. Good morning, Elisa. Is it Elsa? Sorry, I said Elisa. Elsa. time okay and understanding that so um we get to be the creators we get to tap into the active imagination and the collective unconscious when we do that um there are things that they cannot account for you can't account for everything that's in the unconscious mind that's impossible um, because everything and nothing exists in there and so because of that, because of this space, this deep, deep, deep space of, of existence, 
that we have access to, which is what people will call fifth dimensional spaces, right? They'll be like, well, we want to transcend. We want to connect. We want to, uh, you know, astral plane. We want to do all these things. Well, you have the ability to do it. And when we start to open up our active imagination, that's what we're doing. And of course, it's not being honored, right? It doesn't, you're crazy, right? So some people will hide their stories. I bet every single one of you has a story, a story of something that happened, a phenomena that happened, an experience that happened that opened up your psyche. And in that experience, it was for you, but other people would think you're crazy, if you told them that happens with a lot of people. And the more that I talk about it, of course, people feel comfortable and then they start to share. And then they're like, well, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, more people are like you than not. We're all really the entire population is like this, but we've been told we're not. We, We have the ability to connect to all of these things that are beyond our understanding. Again, we all have the ability to and potentiality to be what people think are the great um, people in the world. They weren't special. They were just opening up their minds and they were open to it. They allowed it to come in. And and during the time, they would have been called crazy um, even. There are a lot of like, for instance, in psychology, um, in the academic world, they'll say that you are really going to butcher your... um, Butcher yourself as a scholar if you go into these transpersonal psychology, if you go into those different psychologies that talk about the transpersonal experiences. But why? Why are we called crazy, right? Because that's where I'm headed. We're called crazy because they don't know how to rationalize what is irrational, and it's not supposed to be rational. But it's creative and it's what's given shape to what we have today. So even if you went back in time, you would see that governments and all this thing was part of the active imagination. There are myths that are connected to it. There are storylines connected to it. It didn't just happen. It was an unfolding of experience. And then all of a sudden we said that that's not good. We shouldn't think like that. Why? Because they want to maintain the structure that was created in their active imagination. There's no other way it could possibly be. Really? There's billions of different ways that it could possibly be. Why do we got to be subject to one way? But that's what we're seeing. And now we're going to see that everything they want it to to be nicely packed into one world government, which is not possible. I don't care. I'm going to just throw this out there. I don't care how much they try. They can do it. They could try it. People are afraid of it. And the reality is, how can a small percent of people control everybody on the planet? Not possible. It's never worked. They can try it. It's like pinky in the brain. They never win. It's not possible. So what are they going to do? Blow everybody up? I mean, okay. And <laughs> and then you have nobody left, right? So it's interesting. And we see this. We see this all wanting power for what? What's the, what's the purpose? There's enough for everybody. There's abundance. If we taught people, we know this. We all know this, right? That's the point. 
We know that there's enough energy. We know that there's enough food if we if we actually lived in harmony with the earth instead of just went and, and raped it left and right, that there's enough. We know this. We understand this. Hey, Quadi. Are you part of the group? I think you're part of the group. You guys, please email me if you want to be in this group, this chat group. We're going to put a group together, um, masterminds, and really figuring out, think about how you want it structured. Um, and and we can create agendas and all that kind of stuff to really support each other through the process. I know, Quadi, I think you're in the U.S., though, if I'm correct. Um, right now, kind of the sweet spot, I'm guessing. I don't know. I need to maybe, I think now's the time that I, UK. Oh, you're in the UK? Oh, I didn't know that, Quad D. I had no clue. Maybe I did know that from before. Okay, UK. Interesting. You know, it's interesting that most people who are starting to follow on here um, are not, you know, in the US. They're from around the different countries. And I think it's because we in the U.S. are, for right now, I'm not going to say forever, are in a sweet spot um, in terms of trying to foresee, um, we're seeing what's happening in other places. And it's allowing us to have this time to figure out what we're going to do and plan. Okay. The, the thing with other people, where does this idea about the one world government come from? Um. I don't know. It's probably, I would say also maybe a mythology. It probably comes from ancient times. If we looked at, if we went back into history, which is a good place to go when we're start, we're trying to understand how we've ended up in this convoluted, weird ass storyline um, or this weird dream that we're seeing unfold um, is when you go back, when you look at, look at uh, Egypt, right? That pharaohs and, you know, the pharaoh, um, had slaves and the slaves, you know, that's the story. There's, of course, there's other theories. There's theories that aliens are the ones who created it. So we're not going to go into that theory. But if we looked at the theory that we've gone by, especially like in the Bible stories or other myth mythological stories, we see that the that in Egypt, the first story of a one empire sort of came up and arose from that. Okay. Well, the current ideas, that's why. So the, 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 the history repeats itself. That's where it comes from. It's an archetypal patterning. So, okay, this goes into the active imagination and archetypal patterning. Um, and the way that the collective unconscious starts to work together. So when we're talking about, yeah, his story, exactly. Um, when we go back and we start to look at these fi figures that, these archetypal mythological figures. There's always these characters that get played out. Okay. And this is, this is within the personality, but what we're seeing is almost like a cosmic, um, I would say a cosmic ar archetypal patterning showing up in all individuals. In other words, this energy of the one world government it's an energy potential that exists because everything and nothing exists. So the idea has always been there from the beginning. We can't say that the idea just came from one individual, right? That would be kind of like naive to say that. We can't. This idea has been floating around since Egypt, 
a one a one world government. People have tried to fight to overtake lands. We could say that it comes from maybe the story of the two brothers, the brothers who split the land and the one brother wanted all the land and maybe got jealous and killed Cain and Abel. It could be that story where it all started, right? We don't know. I can't say for certain where the idea came about, but we do know that it's not a new story and it's not a new idea. It's an ancient idea. And it's we're starting to see that the the ancient idea of where it came from starting to unfold in front of us. We're seeing that potential, that life force of a one government start to come together. That's what we're looking at. So we're sort of viewing it. It's not like a let me put it on this person or that person. It's a collective consciousness that comes together. And that collective consciousness comes together and then it rises up. And then we see it as this this view we we view it it's almost like your own personality it's kind of like there are okay for instance we have the same even if we had different language right we can have different world views in how we see the world based on language because language will shape the way that we understand the world but if you literally went from one side of the world to the other and the two weren't talking to each other the consciousness arises within those two groups that are similar. There's going to be differences, but we see these archetypal mythologies actually being expressed throughout time. So it's not necessarily a person. Okay. And who and what groups are promoting a one? What groups? Well, I don't know what the groups are. I know that there are individuals who are wanting it. Um, there's always been a one world government giving the illusion of individual governments and countries. Perfect. And that's a possibility, right? That's another way of looking at the storyline. So, so again, if we transcend the story because spirit and coffee is not, uh, let's get into the conspiracies and look at the individuals and pick apart. We're going bigger. We're going broader. We're looking at it from the macrocosm. We can see how it plays out in the microcosm, which is with the individual players, right? We can see that it's coming out. We can see that these individuals ascribe to these different um, characters. But if we looked at it from, let's say, the lens of, of Hinduism, which is like this is just a grand illusion getting played out. If we rose above what we can see right now, what we do is we get trapped in, in, in the microcosm, our day-to-day -day activities. And it's hard for us to get a, an, a, an eagle's view, right? When we go up to the sky or a hawk's eye, right? When we go up to the sky to see it from the bigger perspective, rather than looking at it through um, the lens of a microscope, looking at the big, huge picture of it all. And then we can start to zoom in. And, but when we understand it from, you know, this is an archetypal thing. This is not just a one person thing. This is not one person woke up one day and said, I'm going to, you know, just rule the world. No, this is an ancient story that's being played out now here. And I think Cain and Abel would have been perhaps the first two, if I'm correct. Well, that's written in history that were fighting over land. I think they're the first two that started to fight over land and resources. 
And and I think that if I'm correct, the people who know the Bible more, please chime in because I'm open to um, various interpretations, obviously. But from my understanding, one of the brothers got jealous and blah, blah, blah. And it killed. Boom. And he, he that was like the first murder to happen from my understanding. Well, I don't know. The gods were murdering each other too, huh? Okay. But anyway, the brothers murder each other. There's this jealousy that's born within and that jealousy starts to birth outside into the storyline of what we see. Now we can say that it grows and grows and grows. And we can see that the uh, Egyptians too were trying to play out this, you know, empire, China, all these different mythologies talk about it, right? We're the greatest empire. We're going to go take over all the world. We're going to take it all and it's we're going to be under control. And it just doesn't play. It doesn't work. That's what I'm trying to tell you guys. It's not possible. It never works. It never plays out exactly the way they think it is because we're not computer systems. Not everybody's just going to submit and say, hey, okay, I'm good. I'm, I'm glad that you're forcing me and I don't have a choice. That's not the reality. The reality is humans recognize they have choice and they can either choose to be a part of it or not. This is where the conundrum comes in. This is where things get difficult. This is where they are trying to force the ones that are choosing not into the storyline or ascribing to it, forcing them into it in some way. This is where we start to see people get hurt and and then they start saying, you're not going to do it, then I'm going to beat you or I'm going to do. And then it's a force. Right. And that's probably one of the greatest things, greatest sins, not sin as their sin in the way that I'm using it is off the mark, totally off the mark, is to rip somebody of the choice on how to use their vessel. Right. When we think of. Um, like rape, for instance, you're taking away the choice of the individual to consent to something. We have to be able to consent to things. We have choice. We have free will to choose what we want to do with our bodies. Now, when that gets taken away from us, that is a, that is a very huge, that's not a good thing. The more I get to know people, the more I love my dog. I know, right? So, again, we've got to rise above these day-to-day. Uh, -day. Now, it's really hard, and I get it. It's hard not to talk about what's happening in the day-to-day -day life because that's what we're experiencing right here, right now. Transcend the story. Rise above the story. Look at the whole storyline from an eagle's eye. Go up and fly up, soar up to the top and look at it from the bigger perspective. Because right now, that's what we need. We need to be able to understand what's happening at the macrocosm. So that then we can shift the storyline. But we can't do that if we're, if we're just entangled in the day-to-day -day operations. That's what they want us to do. That's exactly, they have us exactly where they want us if we do that. If we go back and forth, like for instance, well, who's the they? Well, who's, it doesn't matter who they are. What matters, okay, it may matter to you. But in order for us to change the dialogue, if we talk about who's this and who's that and what's what, it's not going to, it's not going to change the storyline. We're just going to circle around who's doing what and who, who cares who's doing what. What are you experiencing in your life? How are you viewing the world around you? Do you feel like you have choice? Do you feel like your choices are getting taken away from you? 
And if so, how are you going to shift that storyline for yourself? What will you choose? Are you prepared? Those are questions that help move us along in a way that's meaningful. Those are the questions that are going to help you prepare for your choice so that you can choose powerfully into what it is that you choose to, to go in the direction you choose to go. And it may sound harsh, right? Uh, for me to say it doesn't matter because people are like, well, it does matter to me. Okay, well, it might matter to you and that's okay. But in order for us to shift the dialogue, we cannot be stuck in those conversations. It's not going to change a damn thing. I can tell you that right now. All it's going to do is circle and you're going to be stuck in a time loop of trying to figure out why this happened. We can go, I can go on for days why this happened. I can go on for days and tell you why we're seeing the world this way. I could come up with 500 billion different theories and people are. And where the hell is that getting us? Is it shifting the story? No, it's perpetuating it. We've got to be able to shift the storyline. The only way to shift the storyline is to understand, yes, that we're in the story that looks really distorted and convoluted and is trying to take away our personal free will and is trying to take away our personal choices, which is not a good sign. That's, that's not good, forcing people into something. That's never a good thing. That's not light work. Light work says you have a choice and you get to choose what you want. Choose wisely. But who and why and how and all this, all those questions, you can stay stuck there and that's fine. There's nothing right, wrong, good or bad about it. But it's not going to get you to the next level. It's not going to help you prepare for what you need to prepare for. It's not going to help you look internally and make your choices powerfully and say, I'm ready. I'm ready to choose and I'm ready to choose powerfully. I'm either choosing this or that. And I know the consequences of both. Have you even wrote those out? Do you even know what they are? The world is very corrupt. Yes, if you're given two choices, you still have the right to choose neither. Yeah, it's a choice. Still a choice, right? And there's more than two choices. That's another thing. Quad D. There's not just two choices. There's many choices. And that's where our active imagination and creativity comes from. People are feeling like they have to do either this or that. They're putting themselves into an either this or that. And it's not true. Yes, you're right. So shadow, that's what we just talked about. When you're talking about rape or you're talking about other things that take away the choice of a person, that isn't a choice. You're absolutely right. And what that is, is probably the worst sin I said that people can do is take away somebody's free will to choose. You need consent. If you're not getting consent from an individual and you're taking away their free will to choose into something, then you then you're know that you're being faced with what we call dark magic that's black magic it's that's so if you looked at the storyline let's just put it into the current situation storyline okay and we can see are is it black magic or is it light magic let's just look or we should say sorcery is it sorcery or is it magic sorcery being the dark arts 
magician magic being the light arts in the dark arts there there is a, a taking away of the free will you don't get to choose or we're going to make it seem like you are choosing but we're only giving you two options either you do or you don't and if you don't well now guess what you're not going to choose we're going to make you okay that is sorcery on the other hand, we have ma magic or magician or light workers. Light workers say you have a choice. You get to choose. Choose wisely. Understand the consequences of what you're choosing. Understand that when you step into the choice, that there's going to be a unfolding or a ripple effect to what happens around you. Either direction you go, even if you don't choose the two choices. So again, we're faced with this, right? And these choices that we have to make have some sort of a consequence to them. Either way, even not choosing has a consequence. There's some sort of ripple effect that happens when we make our choices, okay? So you, and, and looking at it from that perspective, we can tell if it's sorcery or not. It's a very easy test that you can do. If somebody is, why do we have people who go to uh, prison, jail, and all this for, for rape and all those things, right? Because it's not a choice. There wasn't consent because we know that we have free will. We have the ability to choose. And when that's taken away, that is one of the worst things that, that anybody could do to an individual, to a human being, is take away their choices. That's sorcery at its finest. Now, when we look at the greater storyline, what we see the world happening today, you can tell that there's nothing but sorcery going on, right? I mean, it's obvious. But they're going to put it on you like you're the one who gets to make the choice. Well, we but we only have two choices, right? You either do or you don't. That's the choice right now. You either comply and do it or you don't and if you don't then well guess what we're going to force you into it anyway some way somehow that's still force it's still they're making it seem as though we have to consent to it but we'll just cut you off from all your food and everything okay if you don't that's not a choice <laughs> that's not a choice so it's clearly sorcery I mean, it's obvious, right? And we all know that. We're all on here. We get it. We understand what's going on. And what I'm saying with Spirit and Coffee is talking about or ask. Oh, here's the deal. This is what I'll say. Ask the right questions. And by right questions, I mean ask the questions that are going to help you to prepare, to move forward, to make the choices wisely so that when you choose, you're choosing from a place of power, and it doesn't matter what your choice is. Whether you choose to live into that storyline is fine. It's your choice. I could not sit here and say, you're wrong for that. No. But did you choose wisely would be my question. When you chose, did you understand the consequences of either choice? Did you really think about it? Did you ponder what was possible? Okay, kind of like father being taken away from their children just for being a man. Yeah, not through God's choice. We have to accept the, is that divide? I think we have to expect the divide. Mm -hmm. 
and make our own free will. Absolutely. And choice. Yes. And that's exactly it, uh, the lion survivor. It's making our own choice. That's what that's what this is about. Amen. Thank you for saying it. We get to create a new storyline, a new dialogue. And it's really hard because people don't know how to transcend the dialogues that they've been fed. That's where I'm saying spirit and coffee looks above those storylines and says, okay, now what? Informed consent versus un uninformed consent. Yeah, informed consent. Absolutely. Yes. So you guys get the language and you guys are, are, are understanding, right? You, we all get this, right? We wouldn't be on here if we didn't understand and get it. Now what? That's the question. Okay, so now what? It's here. It's now. It's happening to you around the world. I don't know where Lion Survivor is. I don't know. I know Quadi's in the UK. GP man. I don't know. I, I think you told me you're in the UK where I don't 100% know what your situations are. Um, and I don't know if you feel like you guys, Dallas, that's right. I think you did tell me that yesterday. So Dallas is a little bit different. We're in the US is a little bit different. Um, do you guys feel forced into things? That's the question. Do you feel like you're being forced or is it, uh, what is the policies where you live? Um, you know, because they'll come in with uh, guns and then that's never a good thing. That's like, oh, great. So now what? So now you have a gun. So now you're going to force me. That's just awesome. Great. What kind of convoluted idea way of life is that? That's weird. Why would people even think that that's okay? I don't even, the mindset behind it is so weird and alien to me. I can't even wrap my mind around what would be swarming through these people's heads. I don't, I don't even get it. Not in Texas, we all have guns. Yeah, it's funny, GP, man. I think that's not just in Texas, man. I'm talking about the United States in general, right? Everybody in the U.S., that's why they're afraid, man. They're like, no civil war. We don't want that to happen. So everybody in the United States feels, you know, we. it would be, a, it, yeah, I can go on for days about what I think would happen and why I think we're in a sweet spot. I thought about moving to Texas and Florida. Those are the two places where I was like, maybe I should go. Um, but, you know, I'm here in, um, you know, the U.S. right now is in a, in a, we're in a sweet spot and I'll tell you why. And for those that are in the U.S., I highly just recommend that you guys, um, and I'm sure you already have, start to look at the way the, the storyline is starting to play out. It's like the mind flare. It's like that, that energy is starting to seep into the minds of more and more people. And that energy is going to come and it's almost like zombies. I don't know how to explain it, but that energy starts to overtake more and more and more and more of the land. Well, we see it's closing in on the U.S., right? So we get to sort of see what's happening prior to so that we can make our set ourselves up so that we know how to choose powerfully. Now, it's kind of sad, but I've been doing this podcast for four years trying to get people to wake up, right? Because... Um, I knew that something huge was going to happen. Did I know how it was going to play out? No, but I kept telling people, wake up, wake up, wake up. Let's go. Come on. You know, and people are like, yeah, okay, wake up, whatever. This girl's crazy. Um, but it's here now. And for those who maybe kind of listened and were kind of watching what was going on, maybe they did plan. Maybe they didn't. I don't know. For those that are not here in the United States and are going through this craziness right now. I mean, I just, 
I wish that I had a, like, again, I wish that I, I had a safe haven, right? I wish I had a place where I can say, all right, everybody, let's go. We're all coming here and we're going to live off the land and we're going to, we're going to, you know, work in harmony together and cultivate the land together. But yes, I believe too. I do believe too. I know we're protected. It's just these individuals. There's so many people right now just lost. But everybody deserves the chance. That's why I do this, because nobody gets left behind. Even those who are awakening and just awakening, everybody deserves safe passage. Those who are there reaching for it and don't feel like they have a choice and are so suddenly waking up, well, they, they too get to go. It's not just for the chosen few, okay? It's not just for me and you, and that's that. No. Whoever is willing to open up their eyes, then yes, they have safe passage, right? So um, getting people to recognize and open up. So uh, there you have it. Um, of course, <laughs> going longer than normal. Um, but thank you guys for getting on here. Um, I've put together that Telegram um, space. If you guys want to email me, um, your I guess we do it I don't know if you could do it through email but I think through numbers so spirit and brew putting together um, a group of individuals and what to talk about what's next how do we uh, join forces and create something that um, a new storyline what is that going to take how do we move forward um, and perhaps I can do some teachings on there as well um that are a little deeper than i ever get on here because i can't get that deep on this place this place <laughs> i get a little deep but not as deep as i want to go which it, it, you know the rabbit hole you know how that goes so there you go all right so i love you guys so much have a fantastical day um and remember you have choice you have a choice just don't forget that okay all right. Love you guys. Have a great day and I'll be seeing you soon. Bye.